Oh boy. It's. Can it be? Guess who's back? It is Mansers. It's the Mansers podcast back at your door. Coming down your chimney. Oh, that's gross. Mansers claws? <laughs> Coming down your chimney. Mansers that clothes. does sound a little gross. That does sound Dripping down gross. your chimney. I am over here dying. I can't. Oh, it's the Mansers show, friends. Mansers. I love this breakdown. Well, yeah. Everybody's getting late. Oh, yeah. Hello and hi to all you giblets and goombas. Welcome to Mansers, the toxic <laughs> podcast for a better tomorrow. Brought to you by well. two toxic machismos and one person. One person. Parson? Oh, there you go. promise who actually gives a shit. Shroomies, baby. This is going to be a who great show. Who are we individually? Well, who cares? You don't get an intro this week. Where Miss CTG is in B-Todd, and if you don't know it, then you have 17 other episodes to listen to, you ho. You know what? I'm fucking here for that intro. damn right. Absolutely. You damn Absolutely. We're you on ho. the map, you okay? Ho. Spotify gave us our officially unwrapped Mansers podcast, gave hey. us the numbers. Ooh, We're listening to worldwide. Do you understand me? That's around the world. That's Prestige the width worldwide. of the world. Prestige worldwide. worldwide. <laughs> Boats and hoes. <laughs> there actually is a about, prestige different, but, yeah. media company somewhere in New York I saw. Uh, <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't want to get that name? Of course, it was amazing. Prestige worldwide. Now I want to go watch that movie again. How's everybody doing today? Fantastic. Wonderful. You Fantastic. Know, how are you doing? I uh, I just had my coffee a little late for the day, but uh, I feel all right. I feel Good. all right. That's fantastic. <laughs> I got I'm my so Instagram that you back, guys. Hey! Yes. Yo, can That's I right. tell you when you sent that Praise message? Jesus. Like it's B Todd, and I'm back. I low key was like, "Oh, these jokers are trying it." I told I a was lot like, of prove it. I literally responded. Yeah. To this. I was like, "Prove it." <laughs> a lot of people uh, sent me that question, that verification. Qu- well, if this is B Todd, tell me something only you and I would know. And at Damn. that point, I had fun thinking of the most embarrassing memory I have of you to verify that I am who I say I am. Well, fortunately, but, uh, the hackers have not won, me. everybody. The hackers have lost this battle. We'll call it one to one because they won one round and then I won the most current round. And hopefully that's the end all be all right there. This is but... where you should play the sound. I didn't even I didn't even say the, the normal saying. I'm glad because I'm just so happy you're back. For it. Yeah, this wasn't the you know. Yeah. Well, let me let me follow you back because normally. Uh, did you really want to follow him? Oh, once a lot of people, people get hacked, is yeah, I, I'm out of there. I you know, a, a lot chance. of people give up too. I gave him a chance. I no, well, I don't. I didn't block him. I okay. I normally block it because I don't want them to seep into my tiny ass world and destroy my Instagram. Facts. So facts. once they started sending me messages, and I'm like, mm, that's not it. Let me just go ahead and block it so they could just they won't try it anymore. 
I just don't uh, but, engage. But Beats Hut, I just, I just unfollowed and I'm back. I follow back because that's my bro in them. And, uh, you know, always going to support. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I missed you guys. I hope you had a wonderful uh, Thanksgiving weekend and celebration wherever you were. Oh, shit. It was Thanksgiving. I, know, right? <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Damn, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving must have been dry. Why am I forgetting that it was Thanksgiving? So this it was like the first Thanksgiving after the shutdown. You know, like this is the first attempt to renormalize Thanksgiving and large gatherings and stuff like that. At least it was yeah. for me. Because last oh, year it was not. just, we kept it just me and my girl at the house. Nothing going on, nothing crazy. Just, I mean, I made everything that I wanted to eat for sure. Um, Which is the best part of being an adult and being able to cook and do Thanksgiving, honestly. Yeah. My Thanksgiving this year was smaller than any other year. It was literally me and my brother. So I did made you enjoy turkey. that? Uh, yeah, because my food was delicious. I did not make turkey. I made stewed chicken, macaroni oh. and cheese, and rice and peas. Very gem- very West Indian of me. <laughs> yeah. I celebrated my first Caribbean Thanksgiving that was uh that was wild how was the food amazing let me amazing. You know, my, my sister she did an american thanksgiving with um i don't want to say too much about who she went with but the, her remark she texted me the pasty whites it was no, a white it was not it, it was, was not, a white they just it was a white walker they were non day walker <laughs> it was a white but she texted me. She was like, yo, the food was trash. And my dad comes back with, well, you know, Jamaicans, we tend to just season our food a lot better than other people do. A lot better. It was trash. Well, we like, seasoned we it a lot, lot better. more seasoning. Like he just said, we use a lot more seasoning than most people, especially Americans, including Black Americans. And I said, you're probably right, Dad. Mm. And that is why my Thanksgiving meal was better. I had to make my sister a side plate of my mm. my food so she could, you know, enjoy that. My mac and cheese was on point. You'll never believe what variety of turkey we had. Fried. A variety? There's, there's, <laughs> fried. You mean like there's roasted style? and there's fried. That's basically. Oh, okay. It. I was like, I didn't know. We had fried. Food. Yeah. After that mm. whole discussion on people Wait. blowing their houses up. Was it good? Who, who oh, it? it was amazing. It slapped. It slapped. Who fried it? Um, her uncle, I guess. Oh, okay. Because I thought you seasoned that though. I mean, you tried to fry a turkey in your apartment. No, 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 no. I didn't have to do anything last year because it was just us. I made everything Mm -hmm. and um, was ready to go. Should they call on me? But not ready to go. All we had to do was bring the two liters and a pack of Trulies holiday edition. Now, okay, let me ask you this, right? Because I was seeing a lot of posts this year about like the, the list for the family gatherings, and there were several people who got just soda. Were you offended that you were only requested to bring soda? Did you feel like it, it was a reflection of your <laughs> no. your cooking skills, or were you? No, like, no, no, really- no, no. This was the intro Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? This okay. is the first one I'm spending with that side of the family, that family. So the expectation, the bar is ultra low. Come with drinks, okay? I got you. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to bring my appetite, so you will be able to feed me everything that's on that table, and I will prove to you that I enjoy everything. I'm not going to wince if there's too much Jamaican seasonings on there. 
Don't come for me, bro. Jamaican me crazy. <laughs> Jamaican seasonings. Um, that's hilarious. That's funny. So I have no problem bringing the two leaders. Um, the mac and cheese, the person who did make it, they were under scrutiny because that was the first time the family had their mac and cheese and they passed, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then we had lasagna for appetizer, which was a first. And I overdid it on the appetizer. I almost didn't leave room for the main. Lasagna as an appetizer? Yeah, but I could, never, I could never not do it again. I will lasagna have. is literally a meal in of itself. How can that be a premium? Because I eat a lot. It's fantastic. That's how. Yeah, if, if we have lasagna first and then it's like, oh, there's more food, that would excite me. That would get my panties wet. I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe it's my, uh, no. Panties? No. I mean, it's... it it doesn't fit the rubric <laughs> for most appetizers. I agree it's with you there. It's that. a heavy meal and it's definitely not an appetizer. You have to kind of limit yourself. But yeah, it seems maybe... like it's common enough around other households that people do lasagna for appetizers all the time. And I'm, I'm partaking in this tradition from now on. I will bring I it back to like my own roll. cohorts of whites. Because first of all, like you got to cut into it. Not your cohort of white. I feel like Italians everywhere are offended right now. But probably, but they say, eat nothing but pasta courses for every course. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't even know if a salad yeah. probably has noodles in it somewhere. Hey yo ma, you make lasagna <laughs> for breakfast? Where's the pasta, ma? It's either like with Italians, it's either like pasta, pasta with meat, or meat without pasta. Yeah. <laughs> like that's it. Pasta, pasta, Do you want a plate of meat? With that pasta. Some cheese. And bread. And bread. Yeah. I, I love on, the fact that they have bread with bruschetta, their pasta. Bruschetta. Come on. Oh, bruschetta is great. Hits. What's hits. bruschetta? Oh, that's bread, the... mozzarella, mm-hmm. basil, tomato. And balsamic. Bowl. Well, I like I've never bowl. had. I've never had. Oh well, shit! I should pesto, go get some. Oh, I'm gonna cook tonight. Bread and pesto in the oil. You may have heard, also heard of it referred to as bruschetta. Oh, sometimes perhaps. people call it bruschetta, which is the Italian name for it, and some people call it. Bruschetta. I have heard of it as bruschetta. Uh, so <laughs> there's that. Yeah. <laughs> I have exactly heard of it as bruschetta. So I okay. hit you with the American translation one time. I am. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm the goer in between worlds. Yeah. Like okay, I feel like we should start this show. <laughs> this is good. These people need to hear from us. I mean, they love yeah. us. Between 5 and 11, we wind their day down. <clears throat> quick, quick question for you guys. Yo. Is there a limit to how much you want or should spend on your loved one? Your person. Yeah. Your it's budget. your limit. Your budget. Yeah, <laughs> your budget. Limit? What is it? $20? Two hundred dollars for me right now. Yeah, I could I could go I could go two G's on a Christmas. Two racks for on a Christmas. Person? You're asking what I could do. Will I is another thing. If I had to, I can I can go. I can... guys, my only when I make it popping. five million, I yeah, could spend my, five million on my love. My only my only fans is popping. All right, so I I got I got. I saw you made that post the other day, but I didn't see the link. I was trying to. Uh, no, I said link. hit me up for the link. I wrote hit me up. You didn't hit me up. You <laughs> had you had. See, I like instant private feet and discreet. I didn't want you to have instant feet pics in your DMs. 
feet and mashed potatoes. It was feet very cakes. thematic. Yes. That's not that's not my you know like with gravy jerky turkey my kind of only yeah it's in one of those uh, to make a OnlyFans of just like back pics pictures of his back in various poses. Oh okay. Well, stealing your idea, I'm gonna add that to the menu: feet pics and back pics. (laughs) With just 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 above the ass crack, like you might get like this much ass crack to make it sensual. We just need the like delta. The sh- we need yeah. the delta of the ass crack. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I got those. I got those hyper feminine back dimples too. So like hyper feminine back got, dimples. I'm about to you know which that. ones? Back I don't. I'm, I'm hanging up. I'm hanging up. <laughs> the, the two ones right over the right over your ass crack. What are those nipples there for? I do know what this. I do know what you're like. I don't know, but you only see them on women in Israel. <laughs> Those are your two references. I think I may have seen a back or two with those, so don't feel bad. Nah, I, I, I don't. It is what it is, but I'm definitely stealing your idea. Straight back picks for going up. Mm, okay. uh, I quoted, somebody, somebody commented on it. They said, you have uh, Black Friday deals for your OnlyFans? I said, yeah, they're wall buster deals. And, uh, <laughs> the backbreakers. Wall buster deals oh. coming in. I forget this is an audio podcast, so they didn't catch any of that reaction I just gave you. But oh, sorry, spell folks. it out. What did you do? I don't even know. I just gave you the look of, of exasperation. Transcribe it for our listeners. Exasperated. <laughs> this nigga said wall breakers, wall busters. <laughs> right. That's what I was like. Wall buster uh-huh. deals. How how much? How much? What's the limit? Well, it depends, right? Like, what do we talk like? Even when I say like two G's, I could spend two G's. I will. I probably won't. But if I saw something, I was like, okay, this is this is it, and it's it'd be worth it. I could spend two thousand or more. Okay. But I also don't spend money, so like, I have money saved up for rainy day shit. Well, that's that's respectable, actually. For you is. Let me hold some real quick. It's what raining down here today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I knew Iz was going to take that in a different direction what of what you were talking about. And... Where's raining now? One's talking about back It's raining. One's talking about back shots. It's going to be with the granddaddy tongue, okay? That's what's going on. Ask the uncle. Where's raining at, baby? <laughs> they can put your tongue in your mouth. <laughs> like that old man G on the Housewives of Holy Potomac. Chicken. Oh, my God. That should be. I didn't know you watched that talk. I am Loki, a reality show queen. <laughs> that wasn't quite the word I thought you were going to hit me with, but okay. I, I'm <laughs> current on all Real Housewives, you know. Um, now we've started the Married at First Sight. Which is a whole another thing. Which, which is season are you starting on? For the Mansers podcast. Which season are you starting on? The I'm on the current one? season, you, the Houston oh, okay. season of Married at First Sight. See, there's I, a lot I'm of like good things in there. Sometimes school. I can pull questions from what I saw on an episode from there. Yeah, They're very toxic people. Imagine making a decision to do a TV way, show where you agreed to marry someone you have no idea who they are, and these experts pair you with the most toxic person imaginable. <laughs> well, that's that, and that's what I mean. Like the show did not start out that way. I no. gosh, like when it first came out years ago, I was in it. Like I was in it for a good 
four or five seasons. They came to Atlanta. They started in New York. They came to Atlanta. They went to Miami. So I was with it. And then it's like they started pairing people that were clearly not good for each other. You know what I'm saying? So then it became clear it was like for TV. For marriage. (laughs) That part also. And so it's, it's, I tried to watch the was it Dallas or wherever the one that Houston is where they are right now. Yeah. Well, is, did it just start or it started like earlier this year? No, I mean, they've already hit the first reunion show. So the, the show. Yes. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. So I started watching that season where it's like bow and Jimmy and, and Michaela and Zach and whatever, but I couldn't, I don't even think I got past the honeymoons. Honestly. Oh yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I don't watch watch this stuff. It was, It's, it's just, it's, they not mm-mm. if mm-mm. if you're on this podcast, if you're a host of this podcast, I feel like there would be so much for you to enjoy on this show. Season after season, just the toxicity. It's rampant. Anyways, I, I seen one. Uh, it was a black dude that like they they got ah oh, fuck they got married. Obviously, that's the show. <laughs> but like when she when she walked down the aisle, right? He, he made a like, face like like yeah like he ain't fuck with her. That was probably uh, and then this motherfucker wound up having like his his ex girlfriend was pregnant. Yeah, like, yeah a few that was weeks, a couple right? seasons ago. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that was last season. That was Paige. That motherfucker the... was oh. on some like I never oh, I didn't watch the thing, but he was. He's like, yeah, but Jesus said I could. Man, huh? God ain't Jesus sitting there doing what? this shit. He kept, like, putting on, he kept putting on Jesus. And she was oh. like, I don't know. God wouldn't put me in this position if yes. he didn't want me here. Like, oh, yeah. Shut the fuck up. Let you think God you. is doing this? That's Let stupid. You remember, uh, I can't remember the husband's name, but I remember the wife's name was Paige. Let me give our listeners, let me Late, clue them in on the toxicity here. This guy was a pastor and <gasps> left because, quote, that shit don't make no money. So he became a finance <laughs> bro. Okay. Then he went on this show, and uh, his his pastor, who was like his guidance, basically got really upset with him because he married this woman, Paige, who was a really God-fearing individual. And she was praying over him, and he just kept like dogging her out. And he was just like, no, I'm not moving in with you. Like, no, you were uglier than what the experts thought you were going to be and was just like spitting Are his you truth. Are kidding right? me? So the pastor went to go check up on the girl like, hey – this guy's wilding out and I'm sorry. So then that dude goes and cusses out the pastor and is like, yo, you and me, we're fucking done, bro. Like we're fucking, I'm, you know, fuck you. If you're talking to my wife, you should never be talking to my fucking wife. Like, yeah, you're, you're full of shit and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's wild. Holy it was wild. chicken. But there's no way these pastors are like, <laughs> so far the experts now is just lifetime execs being like, okay, Let's get like one good couple that could actually succeed, and then let's throw the drama in there so people will. Was watch that, that the the Dominican dude and the black girl? Oh yeah, yeah, they had problems. They had problems, but they were good. They were great. Anyways, um, back to the question. We are so that far hate. off track. I don't even know what what. What the fuck? Yeah, we're, we're talking about how much to spend. Tell you what, let me switch it up. <laughs> Is there a minimum you should spend <clears throat> no. for your love? Twenty dollars. <laughs> I don't think this should be over twenty because what's what situation are we in? And like what if what if I'm one? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is like, it like family a or relationship? Is no, it no, my this is not family. Is it that. my sister? Is it a child? Is it a family? Adult? Can get away by giving those coupons. So who Good are we talking about? Hug. The person that I'm sleeping with? Yes, like the person that you care most about. Oh, so. I'm the gift baby. You ain't. No, I'm just kidding. Um. Oh, the table. <laughs> 
<laughs> the fucking table. The table. God I'm damn the it. Present. Get you these fucking chairs for your table. Um, honestly, I think it's less about the price of the gift and more about is it something that they want? Is it something that they would like? Is it something that um, would be helpful and useful to them? You know what I'm saying? Or it just shows that I was thinking of them or I listened to them. Like, I think that's really what's more important than the price. Because sure. what if the thing that I needed, like really, really needed was some shit for my phone and it was a, a $15 accessory, right? Mm, right. But you saw that I needed it. You saw that the thing that I had was broken or whatever it is. How am I going to be mad that you got me the thing that I needed because the price wasn't high enough? Like that's where- you could have gotten that shit just because. Why did you have to use it as a gift at Christmas? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. That's a weird way to look at it. Okay. B-Top, B-Top's having like a bad bitch right now. As the receiver, uh, because I have the, the, the follow-up to the follow-up. I've received I mean, some... I would hope that there's some romance attached to whatever the gift is, but I think that there's something to be said about people paying attention and then trying to fill the need or fill the for desire dildo. for you. Huh? Got you. <laughs> got your new fanny pack you for your dildo. <laughs> or I got your dildo some cock rings to accessorize it. I'm trying to figure out whose dildo you are speaking of because it couldn't be <laughs> mine or my partner's. Just speaking <laughs> to the listeners. Oh, okay. Nope, he's talking to you. I mean, it, feels, <laughs> it felt directed this way. To you can see, okay. we can see your, we can see your back counter right now. Like it's just dangling there. What do you want us to Fuck do about both that? Both of you. <laughs> it's just, it's away. just hanging off of. It's just hanging off the counter. We're trying to pod here. <laughs> Not the counter. <laughs> oh my god! All right, well that was fun. I am complete. What's your answer? You didn't even answer. You just yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> you yeah, didn't even say anything. I'm a mic in this thing. You know what I mean? I'm oh, bringing okay. it up the court and I'm dishing it out. So got it. Uh, I'm sorry, Stockton. <laughs> got it. Got it okay, here's my answers. Yes. Um. Yeah, I think at the very minimum, like there should be. I would say like. $50 minimum you should be spending on your significant one. Um, just because it doesn't matter if it's a bunch of gifts that meet at least that minimum or what. But I feel like if you come in to someone that you love and it's $10, you can argue about like the meaning the economy. of the gift and, oh, it's so sweet. And you, you know, you only had 15, but you spent 10 on me. And no. Okay. Get your shit together. Spend at least fifty dollars. Oh. You can go anywhere. I mean, I'm not going anywhere near two grand. Not on this current big account. But once goblets, goblets, and goblets gets Listen, in on the sponsorship and we start getting paid getting for this glorious this pod page. that we assemble weekly, then my price will come ish. up. Weekly ish. You know what I mean? Just make uh, only OnlyFans. Mm. Listen, I'm about, about to make OnlyFans just like hands and nails. How about that? Just going to be like, look at this not, hand holding. I'm not going to subscribe to that. What? Yeah. <laughs> you got to put one of those big ass dillies that you got back there. <laughs> <laughs> you are so rude. I apologize. Miss so, CTG. What? Why don't you. Damn. Why don't you bring it up to court first on this round? 
What's your, um, what do you have for the group today? Yeah, let's talk about it because it just did exactly what my question is for y'all today. And let me I get, I want to make segue. sure I get my, my wording you, correct. You got it at the right moment. Yeah. Okay. So my question today, my topic is, are they really your friends if they don't support your work? Mm. Okay. And I'm just trying to be spicy. So I want, I want your, give me your most toxic answers first, and then you can be real. Well, the answer is yes and no. Is this your toxic answer or your real answer, bro? My, it's my real answer. So I don't want to think, I don't. Go ahead. The question like, is, are they really your friends if they, if they don't, don't support you? Well, no, they, don't they, they aren't. Because the reason why I was going to say yes is like, oh, uh, you know, there's different, there's a, you know, spending money is one thing. But the reason why I'm going to say no is that you don't have to spend money. There's other ways for you to support. Like if you have something coming up and it's like, oh, buy a ticket for this situation. <laughs> if you have something coming up, it's talk about, you know, and people should get tickets for it. Uh, I don't know. what Like what's the thing that's covered up that people should get tickets for? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Right? But, uh, but the person can't afford it for the moment, right? Right. You can at least repost the fact that there's something coming up. Right. You can talk about you can talk about what's happening uh to other people. Yeah. Like there's that. free ways to support. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there's free ways to support. So if you just if you just don't fuck if you tell me all the time you fuck with me what you don't fuck with me, like like in person, I do the shit in person right now. People be like, yo, I like your pictures on Instagram. So why you ain't like it? I put them right on the spot. Facts. Right. Why you don't like it then? Mm-hmm. Why the fuck are you telling me in person? Why don't you like the pictures? They're like, I do like it. Go into your Instagram. I in, I've done it to a few people. Go into your Instagram right now in front of me, and and go down and, and, and click my name, it. and then go down and look how many fucking unfulfilled hearts there are. Don't play unfulfilled. With me. Wow. Don't play with me. That sounded like a page right out of your diary. Look yeah. how many unfulfilled hearts it's a fucking there journal. are. Fucking journal. How many unfulfilled <laughs> hearts there are today? It's wow. fucked up. I appreciate that is and yeah, what what you got to say, B Todd? Man, if you can't show support in this day and age, then fuck you. That's my most toxic <laughs> answer. Because toxic look at how easy it is to support in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Look, let's just keep okay, if it's just social media, mm-hmm. like it said, a like. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can put me on your stories for twenty four hours. I'm so proud of my friend. Look at what they're doing. That is mm-hmm. called support, right? Mm-hmm. You can you can show your support by buying in at full price. You know what I mean? Or mm. buying for somebody else. Like a, a lot of us feel like we have to drop our price down just to incentivize our friends to pay or something like that. And granted, when I put something out, I'm not looking for all my friends to buy it. I'm looking for the friends that it's most relevant to for them to react to it and then to tell me and show me. Comment on the page. You know what I mean? Um, You know, if I'm posting about it, and I, I don't want to keep this just to social media so i'm trying to steer out to, just but social, social media is the biggest is the biggest thing is where the most people interact these days we don't interact in person as often as we'd like to right. social media carries a lot of weight i mean for, it does because it's more present than we are it's able yeah. to be more present than we are right because like i can be talking to a hundred friends at once or i can be in this space and only talk with like the 20 or, or so that are here in front of me right but like 
for instance, okay, I have my friend Mark, Mark Ram. Shout out Mark Ram. Brilliant dude, great actor. He's got his play that just opened up. It's on Playbill, you know what I mean? Like, um, I think it's at the new Ohio Theater here in New York. And I told him straight up, like, yo, I'm I'm gonna try and make it. Like, this is the show. I'm already looking at my calendar. Tickets are a little pricey, but I'm going to do my damnedest to make it there. And at the same time, I'm also going to reach out and gonna tell him, yo, I'm so proud of you for doing this. Like, good good on you for getting it to this part. Like, I, I'm i not going to pat myself on the back, but I'd like to champion myself as one of the most supportful people that you can have. Like, I, I have never really not been there. Even if I, like, kind of don't believe in it, I'm still going to wish you well. And I'm going to support yeah. you. If I don't support what you're doing or what you're selling or what you're promoting – cool but i'm still gonna support you so that's why my answer is yeah if you can't show support in this day and age fuck you bada bing, yeah. bada bing. <laughs> you know, y'all said exactly what needed to be said you know um who not supporting you boo everybody oh. no but no, i'm just kidding <laughs> that was that was tough bad. <laughs> you know you know it's interesting because one of the things I have an event coming up um, next week. It's a virtual event. It's a summit. And I have been posting about it a lot, obviously. I don't. I try not to overwhelm my personal profile with it, but I do like share, put it in my stories, all that stuff. And I've been trying to also get some support from like other groups that I have affiliations with. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you need people who are connected in the group to what you want and so sure. i remember i even i messaged one of my friends and was like hey can you do da 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 that joker left me on scene mm. i didn't even say hey can you make this post all i said was can you point me in the direction that's it and so it's just like it's wild that people will in this day and age especially folks who do have things that they're doing as well be unwilling to also like share support and i just wonder like what is that about are we that sort of like self-absorbed, self-involved that we're like, oh, cool, I see what you're doing, I'm gonna look at it, but I'm not even gonna like tap on it, I'm not gonna share, it. I'm not gonna like it, none, none of that stuff. But y'all, y'all will like a picture if I'm if I'm posting the fucking. Well, I don't really post that much either, <laughs> in general. But you know, like, <laughs> like, but you know, like if it's a cute pic of the face, like a little selfie or some shit, y'all want to show mad love to that, but you can't even give a heart. Yeah, can't even give a heart on a post for an event, you know, like something that I am accomplishing. Or do creating. both y'all have um? Do y'all have y'all accounts? Yeah, like your Instagram accounts as listed as like business accounts. I do. Yeah. I have a business account, and I to have you, so you can see all the account. analytics and everything that are. Attached yes. to. Yeah, of course. You ever just look at it and just be like, so just like, this Over. motherfucker's trash. Yeah, <laughs> I oh, just sure. looked just now, just because we we're talking about it at mm-hmm. my last Instagram post, which was a while ago. And again, remember, I'm a photographer, so I, so I, I take pictures. No big deal. Mm-hmm. It has 929 interactions, right, for that picture, but only wow. 120 likes. First of all, it has some saves, so people are saving it, mm-hmm. which means they either perverts or they really, really like it. Um, <laughs> But I have over 2,700 followers. Damn, is you think you're doing something? You think you're somebody? I don't. I know I'm, I'm not because motherfuckers is not like my shit. And now, the reality is, 
why are y'all following me then? Like, right. for how the, much for of the that three, do you think is the algorithm? It could be, but it's, it, if it has 929 interactions, that's still and a then large only amount of interactions. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's a lot of interactions is, with not a lot of payoff. It's, yeah. The thing with social media is that you can have a lot of followers, but not a lot of supporters. Right. Yeah. And followers and supporters are two very different things. And we get caught up, sometimes we can get caught up in those numbers, but it, it's also just emotionally draining. Like we do, we do work that we, and I'm speaking specifically to the three of us, we do work that we put our heart into. Yeah. Sure. And, you know, for us to get the payback from a lot of times from sources that aren't even closest to us that we don't even know, Why? it's draining for the ones that we do know. So when it comes to friends not supporting, that shit is, it's, it's, extra even my last podcast y'all know how many times i, I hope they hear this shit too uh who knows but i told them uh, y'all niggas really don't listen to y'all listen on, y'all don't listen to mansus oh yeah I, isn't this the same shit that we talked about with people not listening to, to talking bullshit <clears throat> it's the same thing and that's true that's another i mean this podcast is another example like fuck my event how long have we been posting about the podcast and how many of our people have like come from the personal America. page, right. and you're just like you know what I'm saying. Like it's wild. Yeah. It's, and it's 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 we're not. Let us let us preface this by saying we're not bitter about no. any of this because we're going to continue to work and we're going to continue to grow and we're going to continue to do what we do. But there is something to say about the amount of work that we're that we do mm-hmm. and what we're willing to do for others. And yeah. again, I speak specifically of the three of us here in the way that we that we that we're asking for support because we're willing to give that same support. Exactly. I'll say it like this too, because I feel like it's so easy to attach yourself to someone once they've made it to that upper echelon mm-hmm. and they've mm-hmm. really broken through and now they're on like a national platform or something like that. You know what I mean? And it's so easy to attach yourself to them in that moment and be like, oh, you oh, know, I knew yeah, them from so and so or whatever. Yep. But literally when we're going through the actual fabrication of what we're doing here, you know what I mean? Like you were closest to me when I was building it hand by hand. You know what I mean? And that was when I needed your support most. I don't need, I'm not going to say I don't need your support when I've got like a million fans now, or, you know, I've got 3 million people that just went to go see this movie that I just put out. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying, especially for your people who are content creators, creatives, artists, things like that. A lot of us who are using the platforms for business growth, need your support and more than we're not just looking for your financial support your like or your save or your comment could help generate income for us down the line we're not looking for your money bags we're just looking for that support and the people to help you know push this train on down the road a little bit or the tracks it's also for people who are non-creators or non-creatives it's also a fucking an amazing feeling when when you see other people posting your stuff, right? Yeah, even it's, for a story it, it that's is. gonna last twenty four hours, when I see somebody post my shit, I'm like, oh fuck, yeah, like oh, they it really fucking with me. like that yeah. is such, and it allows us to to keep driving and doing what we're doing in the world of creation. It is a very depressing, damaging, self questioning thing to do every single day. Sure, and so sometimes just having those people that just like it just pops up. I mean, honestly, even again, talking about this podcast here, I called two of my cousins, they're twins. Um, and I was on the, I was on FaceTime. I actually called their mother, but they picked up the they picked up the phone. But they're grown, 27, 28 years old is 
yo, the new Mansons podcast, man. I'm on this episode here. And I, that shit brings me so much joy. So much. Yeah. Uh, especially because of the shit I be talking on here. But also the fact that they are unrelenting in their support of me. Yeah. And that shit just feels good. Right. I don't expect them to, and I don't really expect them to talk to me. They talk to me about the topics that we talk about, and we have like really engaging, and that shit, it feels absolutely amazing. And you know what it costs them? Absolutely nothing. Zero dollars. Zero. The pot is Zero. free. Right. It's the I mean, art, as Jesus and Mira would say. <laughs> I was on one episode of Talking Bullshit, but for the most part- It was the highest ranked episode. This it is was. not about that. It's not about that. Hey, listen, they may not say that shit- that beats. I was on one episode of our pod of of the podcast I have with a couple that I had with a couple other dudes. It is our highest ranked episode, the most listens that we ever got on any episode at all mm-hmm. involved Beatod. You know what he did? Even before he was on it, motherfucker was posting talking bullshit stuff. Even before getting onto the podcast, he would just be like, "Yo, take a listen. This shit is hilarious. Y'all should listen to it. They have some engaging conversations." Then he's like, "Yo, when we we had been talking about it for a while, like, yo, we need to get a we need to get a guest on, uh, so let's get somebody on that's been fucking with us for a while, but yo, put on Bita, yo, Bita's been with us for since day one, listening to us, and then, and then had the best episode we ever had, but and then had the best episode we ever had. My but point was, I I was these niggas don't supporting listen. it, and I was listening to it on the regular, and I was posting it, but it was never to get that spot to be on there. It was never to just draw back." attention to just that episode either it was like no i like we know how much and now i know as much as y'all like how hard it is to put a podcast together it is really hard to have a formula like to have uh topics every week to come back and do like these intros whenever i do have them you know what i mean there's a lot that goes into even hosting the podcast putting it on the site writing the breakdowns for the episode all that stuff so yeah. my point is that like I support my friends because all four of those guys on that podcast are my friends. And it's just like I just want more people to listen to this. You know what I mean? Like that is support. I have friends. I have one of my, my best friends is in a band that I've been with since college, Laser Wolf. I go out and find people to listen to their music because I'm like more people need to know about this. But I'm also not cramming them down everybody's throat. I'm cramming them down people's throats who I know are going to love it as much as I love it. And that's what support is to me. It's just aligning your strengths and putting them in the same effort with your friends so that everybody succeeds together. That's what support is to me. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And it costs nothing. It costs nothing. Devil's advocate question when it comes to the music stuff. And I guess this could apply to any of our things in general, but like, what do you do when you actually don't like what your friend has created, but you want to support them? Oh, that's cool. I mean, still. Like, what silent, if you thought Silent Investor. trash? Yeah. So, musically, uh-huh. like, because music is the easiest one, right? I guess because you, you either like it or you don't like it. Right. There's uh-huh. no real in between. Right. Uh-huh. Even with that, yo, go out to the show. I'd still go to the show, even if I don't fuck with it. Yeah. Just to just to help out. Like I don't have to like the music to 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 enjoy myself. Yeah. I gotta drink a little bit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if I like you, I'm gonna fuck with it. I'm but I'm probably I am the dude that's honest enough to just let you know it's not really my thing, but I support you and I support it. You know what I mean? Like you're probably I'm not gonna be your most consistent listener on this, but I support you. I'm probably yeah. not gonna say it just like that either. You know what I mean? But like I 
if you don't like it, you don't like it. I don't try and cram dodgy down people's throats because I'm like, hey, you, don't you like comedies? Do you like all comedies? Well, then watch this one. Yeah. And if it doesn't make you laugh, all something's comedies. wrong. Right. Right. Like, I also have to be really, really careful about pushing black and blue because that is a sensitive topic. Oh my gosh, and we're my in the, that's one that, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, there were several times after that came out where it was like, I really want to promote this because this is relevant right now. But at the same time, as an artist, I don't want to be pushing it. Like, I have an agenda and I'm trying to promote myself. I'm trying to promote yeah. the message and I have to find out the best way to do that. My friends are going to understand that and my friends are going to give me clear ass feedback if it came across in a different way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, I don't think there's anything wrong with telling them like, you know, I, I mean, it's not for me. I don't really fuck with it, but I fuck with you. So, you know, let's go. I'll fucking post that shit for 24 hours, whatever. <laughs> Somebody's being unprofessional. <laughs> you, know, what you, know, you know what it is? Because as we're, it was wild. It's like, as we're sitting here talking about being supported, I'm getting these notifications like, oh, such and such tagged you in this on the thing. And I was like, oh, what it is it? Fucking real with music and stuff. Barrett, oh yeah, sorry. I'm streaming this live that. right now, by the way. So I know. <laughs> Yeah, get it together. <laughs> that was me. I take that. That was me. Fucking up. Everybody's going to um, be real upset tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, I just, um, yeah, but I agree. And and I, I want to preface, I brought this topic because I, it was a question that I was really asking myself, not about are they really my friends, because I don't think that that is necessarily the um the gauge of the of somebody's friendship and i've been fortunate that a lot of my friends have even if they haven't like publicly posted stuff like they've privately been acknowledging supporting or they're actually just in in the summit like they're in the event they're supporting by participating um but like i did have to check myself because that the one story i did tell about hitting somebody up and then them not even responding after looking at it I, I had to remind myself, like, nobody owes you anything, you know, like they really don't. And so, um, and we all are trying to do our best. And so sometimes, yeah. cause I know I will definitely sit and scroll through Instagram and I'm liking pictures in my heart and I don't really be tapping, double tapping because of the way I'm holding the phone. You know what I'm saying? Like unfulfilled in my head, like, hearts. <laughs> Like, I'm totally guilty of that. So I also know that I can't be, like, the biggest hypocrite and be like, Every, y'all suck, y'all don't support nothing, blah, blah, blah. Because a lot of times, if I'm scrolling, it's a little bit mindless. It might just be, like, in the middle of something. And so I'm not always actively engaged. But this experience is telling me, teaching me, reminding me that I need to um, just stay a little more present to do that for other people because I'll, I'll, I support in real life, like in real time, you need something, you need me to show you something, teach you something, give you something. That's the type of support that I offer. But I think there is something to be said for even the stuff we were talking about as well, like for sure. sharing, liking, reposting, listening, you know, that sort of thing. So for sure. I just thought it would be a good little combo, but I'm not just as a disclaimer, y'all, I'm not out here sh- shooting shots at none of my friends in real life. <laughs> That's fair. Sure. I uh, Shut up, Iz. I asked Iz to take pictures of me one time, uh, and he left me on red. And then he saw me. He said what? Ooh, I, left, I asked Iz. I asked Iz if he would help me out with some with some photos sometime. And Did he's you? Like, he was like, "Yeah, what are you thinking?" And then I laid out my whole concept, and he just left me on red. And then the next time I saw him at work, he was like, "Oh, hey, what's up?" We didn't talk about it ever again. 
He's just for like, real? and I was just like, oh, he just shoots naked women. That's all. <laughs> well, that's true. But what? <laughs> wait, for real? This really happened? That's cool. Like we just, I was like, but damn, <laughs> can we just take the pictures and we don't have to put your name on it? We could just say, you know. Is Ryo? Yo, is, yo let's, let's do it. Right now. Is is like deeply concerned. He's like, yo, did I fucking forget? I'm <laughs> without a doubt. That is exactly what's happening in my head. Let's do. Let's do it now, though. I felt right now. You're gonna stop. Yeah, the pod I and felt take like bringing it up on the podcast would be the best time to bring it up. Um, fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yo, um, I mean it's winter time, but we can book a studio. Let's do it. We'll go to Joe Chase Studio in the Bronx. We can. I'm from the Bronx. I still have weight out there. Gang, gang. <clears throat> All right. Well, All stay right. tuned, everybody. Um, we'll tag MCTG on that, and we'll see if it comes true. I'm going to have this bitch naked. Listen, I'm coming <laughs> here, I'm coming here. Free to nip. I'm going to get Ace right. to take my hand shots for my OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, them bitches going to be oiled up. Oh. They're gonna be slick. Mm, you gotta get your Birdman on. Hey, that Birdman hair rub going. Okay, get all the fellas hot and heavy. I'm gonna put my longest nails on as well. You know what I'm saying? I'm Not the grippers. Click, click, clickety clack. Yeah, you know. Click yeah, clack. Real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got people paying twenty dollars for a click clack video. That's how they're gonna promote it. Hey, babe, unlock this picture for twenty dollars, and it'll really get you off. They pay twenty dollars and you just standing there going, I, I told you that shit on the sapphire. You fucking jokers. Right. <laughs> Seizing your food right, you fucking it. jokers. Clickety clack. Love it. That's it. That's the bottom line. Yeah, I don't season right. Clickety clack, clack, clack. <laughs> it's not that they don't season right. It's that they just they don't, don't season the Jamaican period. way. <laughs> you don't season oh, not period. enough. Yeah. Or period. at all. Oh my god. All right. I'm complete on my topic. Thank you. I, I appreciate y'all's answers though. Beautiful. I'm glad you're complete. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. She's not is. <laughs> Who's up? What do you have Who's for us? What I have I have a question. Oh. Uh, beautiful people, how do we speak our truths in our relationships? Mm-hmm. And when I say that, I mean like the truths of how we're feeling about ourselves, about our significant others, about the combination of it, i.e. our relationship. Mm. Where and how do we find the best time to do so and what has been working for us or what just what have you learned through our evolution from toxic to righteous? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not I would right. love to take the lead on this one, Miss CTG, if you don't mind. Yeah, go for it, be jotty Yeah, because um, that was something I did have to work on um, coming out of my last relationship and something I took time to kind of try and understand more. But then once you get in another relationship, then it's like game time. What have you done and what, what have you, what, what work have you done? Show me your work. And so... I feel like in the beginning, in early relationships, transparency was very easy because I always could tell you how I'm feeling. But it was only after I was prompted to tell you how I'm feeling. So in a more mature situation where I am now or just in a, in a better level head, like I now understand transparency is 
you got to be able to speak your truth and to bring up the conversations before you're significantly internalizing them. Like do mm-hmm. take time to process, you know what I mean? Cause your significant other, your partner, your wife, your husband, whoever it may be, they're going to want to know like how it is that you're feeling. So don't just, I mean, I'm never going to be the type. I've never been the type. and never will be the type to just blurt it out because I just felt it. Cause sometimes I'm tripping and like, I just needed to process it. And I actually, will still tell you after I've done tripping, you know what I mean? Like, ah, uh, you know what? I was mad about that. And I was about to tell you about that, but I realized I was mad because I was mad at myself in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why you picked up on my attitude back there. So I'm sorry. Um, but I feel like you also have to kind of stand in your truth a little bit. And like, I, I, I think you have to be willing to be wrong sometimes. Like, Mm-hmm. that is such a fundamental ingredient for relationships because yes. someone told me years ago, you can be right or you can be happy. And mm. it was a twister of something to be said to me. But I realized like there are people in my life who always have to be right. They always have to be right. They always have to have the last word. They have to have the last say, the strongest opinion. They have to be right. In a relationship, that may not be that may not be necessary. Like you, you need to express how you feel, but I am willing to concede on certain arguments, or at least be like, you know what? I can see where I was wrong in that part. I may not take full responsibility for it, but I think when you open yourself to possibly being wrong, you actually open a discussion for connection and to grow deeper because. You're not shutting the door. You're not saying this is impossible or, you know, how we all internalize it. You're not calling them stupid and you're not calling them crazy. So mm-hmm. that's, I mean, that's, that's where I come from. Like you, you, you have to be bold. And uh, when it comes to like telling them things about them, just lead with the heart, man. Just like you have to put yourself in it first. How would I feel if I was about to receive this, if it's going to be something you know, that could be devastating. Um, but don't delay too long and then just leave with the heart. That's all I got to say. Let's see, TG. This is actually a really um, good question. And I think there are similarities from the feminine perspective, of course. I mean, just with Todd, even from the feminine perspective, but there's also um, just as a woman, some things that I, I always have to factor in is like, not for nothing or no shade maybe might be the better way to say this, but a lot of men don't have the same emotional capacity that women have to mm-hmm. hold space for other people's feelings. And so that's right. something that I always have to keep in mind, especially now when I was younger, it was like, my feelings are the most important. And that's what it is. You know, like, that's the shit I was on. If I'm angry, I'm a, you gonna know I'm angry and I'm gonna make you feel like shit. That's not where I'm at anymore. If it's kind of like you Todd, what did you say? You want to be happy or you want to be right? Like, it's more, I, I don't know if I would say that's the perspective, but it's really just like, what is my end goal here is usually um, what I factor in, even when I am having the big feelings or and I, when I'm angry or I'm disappointed or I'm upset. It's like, so if I bring this forward, to him, what is it that I am trying to accomplish? And what is it that I want from this relationship? So if 
my intention and desire is for the relationship to continue and to maintain and to improve, I have to come with my truth in a way that's going to be constructive, which includes taking ownership, right? So right. it's like, so I also kind of like what you said, Todd, like I don't blurt things out, in, especially if it's, if I am ever like, on the high emotional charge because i'm not somebody who really has the um i don't really hit the the max on the emotional spectrum i'm fairly even keel fairly neutral for the most part um and that's part of my human design if y'all want to talk about that that's something else um hit me on the other on the back channel <laughs> but so when i am like super emotionally charged like i have to stop and reflect because like what is going on the first thing i have to make sure is like are these even my feelings? Right. And if they are my feelings, what is the story? What's the narrative that's happening right now? Like, what is triggering this? What am I thinking about? What am I feeling? And what am I making this mean? And is that actually true? And so then if I get through all of that and there's still something that I need to bring forward to him, then I bring it forward. And it's from a space of like, hey, uh, I need to discuss some things with you. <laughs> like, can we talk about that? Da, da, da. And I always, I, I try for the most part to ask to be able to share instead of just dropping it on somebody. Because again, one, again, men's emotional capacity is not always the same. And two, you don't know what other people got going on. So if me, I've done my work, I'm all clear. And then I'm just like, okay, so listen, let me tell you how you fucked me up today. And you're not even in a space where you can receive it so that we can have a conversation that will be progressive, then what are we doing? So um, I'm going to pause there because I feel like I'm going to start repeating myself. Um, that was fantastic. Both of you gave excellent answers to it. I, For me, I, I think it's always been difficult to actually speak my truths because I never truly gave time to understand what my true feelings were. Mm. Very specific and going, I'm supposed to be this. Like I've, I had a very hardened idea of I'm supposed to be able to protect and do, and that's it. Right? And I think for a lot of us, especially men, and that's really all I can speak to from my <laughs> from my understanding, uh, is that we have that's by our design. You know, you provide, you do this. Like even I was reading something, and it was like, yo, do men even give the chance to? not feel guilty about laying down for a second. The woman walk into the house and we pop up like, oh, I got to act like I was doing something. Like we can't be seen at rest or at a time of need or vulner vulnerability from even an emotional standpoint. So we harden ourselves so much that we don't even get the chance to speak it. And, and when we do, it comes out screaming, rage, uh, non-coherent argument. Uh, what I've tried to do now in my self-proclaimed maturation is be honest about what I'm actually feeling. Like talk to myself about my feeling. Uh, some people do it in prayer. Uh, some people go to therapists, but talking to yourself is a really, really good thing to like get into because there's a lot of self-discovery that happens in there. If you're willing to ask real questions of, of yourself and then answer truthfully too. And sometimes in our relationships, we, we do have to ask ourselves Yo, are you feeling this? Like, what's what's really happening? Uh, my last one just had to act, like really speak to the feeling of not being appreciated, and am I really feeling that way, or am I just mad for the moment? What's building up to me feeling like this? And then speaking to her and going, "Yo, 
I I think, and I I think I'm feeling like I'm not being appreciated. Do you see where I'm coming from when I speak when I say this? And it didn't. It doesn't always lead to the right place. Sometimes that can be even more argument. Well, what do you mean? I don't treat you like that. Blah blah blah. I'm not saying that's what she said, but it can. But also, when you know that it is your truth, holding steadfast to that, you don't have to convert your truth to fit somebody else's narrative, mm-hmm. especially in a relationship. I shouldn't have to stop feeling what I'm feeling in order to make you feel better about you making me feel that way. You should be willing to listen and open up. And that goes for anybody else on the receiving end. Men too, mostly men. You should be willing to open up and listen and receive the message of what it is that somebody is feeling. And then try try your best to take it in and see what you can do about it. I'm not asking, we, no one's ever asking for you to change the world to make it easier for me. I'm asking of you, and just like what we were just talking about, to be supportive of what I'm feeling. Right. Help me to feel a little bit better about this. I don't need you to save me from it. I need you to be understanding of it and be willing to at least take part of making me feel differently in that. I mean, I, know I think that, that this is. Sorry. I I think one of the things really is that it's the, the part about it being your truth. And it's like where we get caught up sometimes as people is that we think that because it feels true for me in this moment, it also has to be true for the other person and vice versa. And so it's like if you're telling me is that I hurt your feelings and I made you feel disrespected, if my truth is that I know my intention was not that like sometimes i can't even hear what's beneath you saying you felt disrespected to be able to do that reflection and i think that's where a lot of times people get to pause it's like it's setting the container right for when you're sharing what's happening like sharing what's going on or sharing your truth or your feelings it's like can we have this space where I'm going to be open with you? I may get angry, but know that is me just expressing what's happening. So that's where I'm at so that we can, so that you can understand and that we can actually have a conversation. So don't take any of this personally while I'm expressing. Once I'm finished, then let's unpack it because I under, I acknowledge that your perspective may be different, but we can't get to any sort of commonality until I, you know where I'm coming from and then I know where you're coming from. So I think that mm-hmm. that's where people stop because it, it immediately becomes personal and they feel attacked instead of being like, oh, this person is having an experience. Let me understand what's going on. Right. Sorry, Todd, go ahead. No, I mean, <clears throat> to build on both your points. And I'm going to say this for men, but I think everybody can draw from it. But I just know my guys out there can grow a lot more from this. But like you will grow so much more in your relationships when you listen to hear and understand your partner mm-hmm. rather than listen to react. Reply. Because again, like. I just know us guys, especially if you're a competitive person and like you are that type that just needs to like clamor up, you know, or like shut it down. You know, you got to be the last man standing because you're the roughest, toughest one in the room. You know what I mean? And your your word will be heard and respected. Cool. But you can eliminate or alleviate so much of the argument when you just sit back and instead of being so quick to respond to what they're saying to just fully listen because we, we 
we still don't listen enough in our society, you know, and I'm like, mm-hmm. especially because in a social media age, we are so used to having our expression noticed and noted. And that has now become like the most important thing is our expression, our opinion, mm-hmm. our truth. But if you truly want to grow with somebody and you want somebody, if I mean, why get in a relationship unless you want it to be healthy, right? Like I think everybody truly desires a healthy relationship and a healthy relationship is one that makes you both stronger, right? Mm-hmm. You like you, sometimes you got to do a little gardening, you got to get a little dirty and go through the mud, but <laughs> you can come through it. You guys can really become stronger together. But if you are always going to have to have an answer for everything being thrown your way or you're being accused of dog you may not even be accused of anything but you're sitting there barking and hollering like a hurt dog and now you're drawing attention to yourself for no reason right. but it wasn't before so i just i feel like um the more that we can just listen and just sit back and receive that maybe we can do a little bit more discovery from just that that part because it's allowing somebody else to fully articulate their point, to fully get out what they're saying, and then calm level heads prevail. You you go back and re-articulate what they said. Okay, so I hear you. I hear you saying this. I hear you saying this. You know what I mean? And then you guys walk it through together. Mm-hmm. But do you, you know. think? Do you think part of the reason why people don't um, find that that process comes easily to them inside of a relationship is because they don't allow themselves to cultivate a friendship inside of their romantic relationships. Yeah. I mean, I said a lot, I said a lot there. (laughs) Sure. But I I feel like what you're also saying is you respect the person across from you in a sense, as much as you respect yourself, because like when you're growing with somebody like that, like, how you respect them ultimately tells what you think of yourself in some way. And so. I'm a, I want to counter. Well, I want to get your answer is to my original question, but I also want to offer a counter in that the reason I asked that is I was having a conversation with my friend um, Jasmine, who we definitely need to get on the show at some point. And we were talking about the disparity in how we see some of our male friends treat us as their friend versus how they treat the women that they sleep with or the women that they are Mm. dating in some ways. And it's like, there's more sometimes, not all the time, but we see that there can be more consideration, more love, more affection for us as the friend, because there's some safety in that friendship. And there's some, I don't know what the thing is. We're still trying to unpack it, but it, it, it could be the way that we adapt that friendship. How often in those friendships do we start calling our women, our sisters. Right. Right. And in those same situations, we would never allow a man to disrespect our sisters and our mother the way that we turn around and disrespect those same women right. who have brothers and fathers. Is is just the way that we idealize our our family. Mm-hmm. Once you're a friend, like a real friend, you become part of that family. Same way we do with our friends. Can't nobody talk shit to my friends the way I do. Right. All right. I say you're. I talk to B-Todd regularly. I'm like, fuck you, B-Todd. Regularly. Sure. But but should another person say that to him, all hell's going to break loose. Right. You can't mm-hmm. fucking talk to him. Who do you think you're talking to? Right. Yeah. Right? And we do the same thing. I think we idealize our friendships with our women and morph it into that family style. That family style. 
and we do not do the same thing for for the women that we are in relationships with or on a more much more toxic level the way that we view our relationships is in line with ownership more than it is a partnership mm, that's huge because what i was about to say which is kind of in, in that same vein is that jealousies and insecurities don't often enter that friendship space as much as they do a relationship space but yeah. that is tied to ownership mm-hmm. it's well, ownership versus partnership <laughs> right you already know how i feel about that ownership oh absolutely and, 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 and we feel we feel, i i would say easily we feel the same exact way sure. but you know we've i mean we've we've grown up viewing the toxicity of my woman that's mine mine that woman don't belong to nobody that woman is hers right <laughs> it's not it's not yours and yeah we can be uh we can be in a relationship and we can be loyal to ourselves in that relationship but still there's no ownership there but because it is ours we feel we can treat that any way we want and they'll always be back whereas in a friendship there's no guarantee that if I fuck if I fuck up the wrong way that you have to come. You have no reason to come back. We're friends. We're not lovers. Right. Yeah. I don't own that part of you. It's wild, fucking toxic. <laughs> it's, it's it's insane, but I think it is also so terribly the world that we have come up in. I think especially for us being in that weird cusp of seeing our parents had parents that probably had an actual relationship, got married, were in situations where they built a family, right? And then our parents, maybe, maybe not. And then us, there's, there's people within our generation, that's a no, right? right? And so it's just the, the, subtle, the subtle decline of what it means to be in an actual relationship, a long-term relationship, or even a partnership that grows into something larger, uh, just it just decimated over time and then it's continuing to do so. I think we're finding our way back. I think uh, if you listen to Mansers, you're definitely finding your way back because we have great discussions like this. Um, but we're going to get there. I have faith in the three of us. Yeah. <laughs> the three of us. Three, though. The rest of y'all are screwed. Get your own podcast. <laughs> Fucking bones. <What> you, <laughs> get your own podcast. Top of the show, the ho- you hoes, you hoes. You, you hoes get your own podcast when you figure shit out. Fuck out of here. Or come be guests on ours at some point. I can't wait till we bring a guest. Oh, on. can we get some hoes up here? Yeah, I'm sorry. Sure. We need hoes. Yeah, we need hoes. Yeah. Like hoes, hoes, or hoes. Santa Claus. Uh, uh, what's the difference? Like women who act, people who actually are out here trans, uh, uh, transacting sex. For oh money? no, I don't need. Or are we talking about hoes? Like, <laughs> nah, like, you like, yeah, you're a hoe. I, oh, you I mean, you can do whatever you want. Let's get you up here. Okay, free bring them on. Free the nip on camera. <laughs> Let's get him a headset. Show me a nip to, to prove that you're a hoe. <laughs> what is the Co-trials. I have a, I have, a, I have a, a good quick question for you. We're hanging up. Yes. What is the first healthy relationship you observed in your life? Uh, probably my most. Uh, and how did shit. you know it was healthy? Like, so this is not a relationship between you and another person. This is somebody else's relationship that you observed. My aunt and my aunt, who is my blood aunt, uh, and her current husband. 
So her first husband, I still call him uncle. That's my uncle Junior. He's he's been in my life for the whole of my life. So even though we don't have any blood relationship, that is my uncle and he's always gonna be my uncle. Her current husband, I do not. But I fuck with him. He's he's a really, really good guy. And in their stresses, and I've had to have conversations with my aunt where she's hit me up because, you know, I'm an adult. So we've had adult conversations where sometimes she may feel a little weird about her relationship and just asking from a different perspective, a male's perspective on things. She's asking with the idea of gaining some type of mindset to be able to go back and have that conversation with her husband. Mm. They have communication and it may not always be in a straight line that people think communication should go in, but they do communicate. And I see from the outside point of view where that man does what he's supposed to for himself to be happy and to take care of his family. It's not always done with the primary direct uh, uh, with the primary objective of going, I have to make this woman happy. He's taking care of his family. Right. And that brings him joy and that makes it easier for her to do what she has to do, which makes her happy. And I just enjoy how they communicate and love each other. I mean, we'll go to different things and be like, yo, are we going to this? And they come as a team to almost everything. Mm. And it's never, and, I and I don't, and they know that they don't have to, but they enjoy that part of it. And that's probably one of the few, like, and that doesn't mean that they don't have ups and downs, but like successful, happy, open, communicate, com, like just open communication relationships I've ever seen. I'm just like, oh shit, this is, this is real. Missy Shout out to Auntie Shell. Aww. Is that the one who listens to the show? She does, actually. Hey, Auntie Shell. Hey. Hey, TT. Miss <laughs> <laughs> mm. CTG, what um, about you? That is a really, I'm sitting here trying to just like reflect on, because I think what's important was that little caveat you added at the end of like, how did you know it was healthy? And I mean, I, as I think about my childhood in our church community that I grew up in, we had like a, um, I called us the five families that was, <laughs> that were like the core, uh, I'm not gonna say we're the core of the church, but we all did like holidays together. So they became extended family. And um, at the time, everybody was married, all the couples, the parents were married. Um, and so I want to say, including mine, who eventually ended up divorced. And so like, I want to say, I guess I had examples from childhood. Um, do I think that my parents had the healthiest marriage? Not at all times. I think they had moments. Um, but my mom had a lot of, um, I think she had a lot of feelings that she didn't give herself the space to process and instead mm -hmm. kind of just like lashed out or projected on others, including my dad. Um, and she did her work down the line, but during the marriage, I, I remember a lot of arguments towards the end, of course. Um, and so mm, I still don't really have, I don't know, like there's nobody standing out to me that is like, oh yeah, that's the way a relationship should work for real, for real. But I'm sure that I've seen some. Um, so, I mean, we don't need like they have to check all the boxes in healthy relationship rubric, but like it registers with you as like, yeah, that's what it should be. Or that's what I'm going for. That's something yeah. I definitely want in my relationship. Like that is something that, you know, why I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm hesitant to 
even like call any names is because I don't really, I know that there's the outward persona, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think, where was I saying this earlier? It was somewhere else. Um, but there's like the outward one that you can see. And I don't know the inner workings of people's relationships. And so people can present when they're in public, like, oh, this is this and we're great and we get along and blah, blah, blah. And, but I don't know what's going on behind closed doors. And so I'm very hesitant now to say, oh yeah, that's what a good relationship is. That's what healthy is because they could just be healthy for show. And then they're at home arguing, right? Like, cause I mean, I have friends who are in successful marriages and that seems successful to me from the outside. And so like I, and like they have spouses who I love and, you know, I think are great and we're all friends and all of that and treat them well. And so, yeah, I can definitely point to some of my friends and say, I, I think that from what my perspective, they have some great relationships, great marriages, that sort of thing. But I also have to acknowledge that I don't really know what's going on when I'm not around. Like, I don't know what's happening when they're actually by themselves. And so, um, I think that's probably really why I can't, I'm not, I'm, I that's can't fair. just be like, Oh, that's the yeah. one, you know? That's cool. So, yeah, I think for me and like, this is still rolling the dice. Cause like, obviously the relationship still playing out, but like for me, I think, and very early on into it, uh, it, it was my sister, my older sister and, and her now husband, you know? Um, but there was a certain level of ex- of acceptance and respect, mutual acceptance and respect that they've always had for each other. And like, he can tell my sister to calm down. Telling my sister to calm down is the only way you can probably not get her to calm down. Like, that is a trigger <laughs> word. You might as well cuss at her and tell her something else. But like, and she won't accept it in that moment. You know what I mean? But I know because he's survived all these years telling her to calm down. But, you know, it's like, it's like, that's their thing. You know what I mean? Like I can tell like something builds. He tells her to calm down and whatever it is. And I'm not saying like, yo, I know I'm going to be in a healthy relationship when I can tell my woman to calm down and she calm down. No, I'm just saying like that particular banter between them. It, it usually never escalates past that. Will they still be angry? Yes, but that's the beginning of the de-escalation. You know what I mean? It's like once that's their thing, you know what I mean? But I've always just felt like, A, not only did he have an, a humongous amount of respect for her, but that respect carried past her to the family. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And my, you know, I don't want to tell my sister's business, but she was not in the most healthy relationships early on before that. And it's, we didn't have a healthy relationship between our parents for us to observe and take home and dissect from. Right. So it's a blessing to me that she found that so early on. Um, but like, there was something just about, like, I remember he, well, he bought his way into my heart. I, I was 16. I had just bought my car. <laughs> I had just bought my car and they went out, you know, like, and what's typical in the South when there's not shit to do, like in New York, people got shit to do all the time. It's a 24 hour city. But like, if you're in Atlanta or say in the outskirts of Georgia, sometimes the only thing that you have to do between midnight and 6 a.m. is go to the Walmart. You know what I mean? Oh like my Statesboro, God. And Walmart's not even 24 hours out here no more. Just <laughs> FYI. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, they had their little late excursions or whatever. My sister did like, um, 
it, well, whatever. I woke up the next morning. I looked outside, and there was a bag on top of my car. And this dude, I was so excited because I like I, I had a '92 Honda Accord, and I had bought the front seat uh, floor covers. They were Spider Man because like this was my first car. It was gonna be whatever I wanted it to be, you know. So I got these Spider Man floor mats, and it was dope. Well, the dude went to Walmart and got me the matching set for the back seat. You know what I mean? And that was just like, to me, that taught me an early lesson. It was not buying his way in, although it worked. It was just like, my relationship is not just with her. It's going to be with with the whole family. If this is to continue. And And listening to the whole family. And is that, that's the husband now? That's the husband. He is the father of my two beautiful nieces. You know what I mean? And like, and now it's the relationship has grown to a point where it's like he has set boundaries with my mother that my sister could not always set herself, which has been vital for, you know, her growth. And, and you know, but that healthy love and communication, like I, I respect it. And yeah, you know, I think that was something of the standard to compare to. But like I said, it was a gamble because she's she's only two years older than me. So, like, at any point, that could derail. You know, I don't believe their marriage ever will, but um, that was definitely, I guess, like, the the moral compass for what I started wanting my relationships to be. It just took me 10, 20 years to kind of get around to it. Can I yeah. add this one thing? Of just when you're talking about, oh, it could derail down the line. Part of, I think, one of the reasons why I have that hesitation to even like proclaim those couples before, because there was one couple who, when we were growing up, they seemed to be very happy and in love and all that stuff, you know, and I found out they they got divorced like a couple years ago, like just out of nowhere, marriage kaput. They had raised two kids together, like the whole, like all of that. And it's just like, and so it makes you, and now it's just like, oh shit. So what does that mean? And it could just mean that they grew apart. No problem. The relationship was healthy and then it was complete. But it, that's part of the reason why I'm just like, you literally never know. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think we're all hesitant to say, because we all live lives through where the divorce rate dropped to 50% and below, you know what I mean? Like all of a sudden we all as a society now are just like, okay, well maybe this is not a a permanent thing. Like we, we think, you know, like my dad is in his third marriage. I'm not trying to get divorced at 65, my guy. I'm not sure. Like if I'm married at 65, 65, I'm like, Oh, this is when I want to tap out. Are you what? That's why. Yeah. I get divorced at 65. No, Nigga, sixty-five. You see whoever you want, park, to. bro. Right. It's too late. Just right. get it. Just take, at that point, take the room down the hall. Right. It's, yo, we end this. Right. Like I, okay. I, That's yeah. I have a set of grandparents, and they were married. You know, they stayed married. She died. You know, early, and it was. It's impressive that my granddad is, has lasted so long without her. But like, they're not exactly what I would call the healthiest marriage on the block. You know what I mean? Because like, just because they were together forever does not mean that they were the quintessential marriage to look after. Cause I mean, Shit, my parents they cared were for each other and hated each other. Yeah. I mean, they cared for each other, but like to me, that affection never extended to the kids or beyond to the grandchildren. 
You know what I mean? Like it was all very formal after that. Like they, they were so in love with each other that they almost only loved each other. And that was not healthy to me either. And I was like, well, bump that. Like, I don't want somebody to be with me forever. And like, it's us against the world because we made it that way. Yeah. You know, what I was going to say, not procreated. Go ahead. uh, Cause I was, when I was listening to B talk, talk about his, uh, his brother-in-law is like, man, uh, my, my aunt's husband, his name is Carrie. Uh, I was like, yo, this man has never once forcefully tried to act like y'all have to treat me as so-and-so. He's cool with us just calling him by his name. Not, it doesn't have to be Uncle Carrie. It's just Carrie. And I remember I was like, damn, I need to get a car. And he's just like, yo, and you know, he's West Indian, so he knows about cars because that's what y'all people do. Because that's what y'all people do. <laughs> so disrespect. You know, he's just at, he's he's asking me questions like, did you think about what you're looking for? Like, what are you trying to get into? What size? But and this was years ago. He volunteered to just put me on his uh, insurance if I want him getting a car before. It. Like, yo, if you get a car, just come out at me. I'll, I'll put you on my insurance. Has no reason to do this, and I don't. And that had I don't think that had any effect on me going. Oh yeah, this guy's amazing because he's doing this for me. It was like, oh shit, that's mad kind of you to do and that's only because of the love that you have for my aunt and what and how that extends to me and i was like that's fucking cool as shit and he's yeah. again even now like i we had a conversation he was the one that actually picked up the phone when i was talking to my cousins he picked up first or rather my aunt picked up and then gave him the phone and it wasn't awkward him and i just talked right and we talk about whatever he's and i curse a lot and i say some wild shit regularly and he's never once asked me to like just change up and try to hey, uh, and if I felt like I was disrespecting him, I feel like, and even if he felt that, I feel like he would say so. But I would have the respect enough to be like, yeah, let me pull that back a little bit. But like we're just cool, and I just appreciate the way that he that he treats my aunt and makes my aunt feel. She says she told me she got a real man, and I was like, okay, I gotta respect it. And then I see it. We're yeah, talking I'm, some good shit today, y'all. I know. I mean, <laughs> I feel like the, I told you this was going to be a real episode. Didn't I say that? We get talking to some real they Do something to you. You know what I mean? Well, change your motherfucker. Wow. Well. All right. So, um, B Todd, are you going to bring something to the table or you want to? Well, I think we more or less kind of went over because I was like, my question was going to be, what do you do if you're, if you're, partners friends or support system don't approve of you so it's a light turn from where we are (laughs) i mean so podcast have you been in a relationship where it was just you two and everybody was against you no no why would anybody be against me how about a lot of people like not everybody was for the relationship i don't know if i i don't know because i've never been told or spoken to about it. I mean, I've been in relationships where I oh, felt like you would know. Oh, it's you would know I, a nice little side done. eye when you come around. Mm. Yeah, ain't nobody never do that to me. But I also am a. I'm a. I call out shit. If you give me that side eye, I'm gonna ask you what that's about. I don't have no issue with asking right there in the moment. One of my exes, her grandmother used to um not say hello to me in the house. Like I'd walk in and I'd say hello, and everybody there fucked with me. Like everybody. Her sisters, her, her mom, they all fucking me. Her grandma, I'd be like, hey, how you doing? And she would dead ignore me. And I was like, all right. I told, I told my I told my ex-girlfriend, I was like, yo, 
your grandmother be wilding, you know, I be saying hello, she don't say nothing to me. And she's like, oh, she treat everybody like that. I was like, all right, she's going to keep on. I'm going to stop saying hello to her. And you know what happened? She kept on doing that. I walked in the house. I ignored her. I don't give a shit if this is your house. You're not going to disrespect me and think really? it's okay. And then she said something. She's like, you know, he walked in the house and didn't say, say something to me. My, my ex helped me down, though. She's like, you know, you don't say anything to him every time he walks in here. Hmm. You know, that energy is a funny thing coming from people. And this is not a relationship related. But, like, I remember there was this woman uh, when I was in grad school. She was a costume designer. And she was just cantankerous. Okay? Like, just... <laughs> She just sucked the energy out of every room. Nobody like liked her. The people who were in the costume department under her feared her in a way. And like, I like she, anytime she came up to me, she came up to me with that abrasive, aggressive energy and just like. She called. I remember she got on the mic. We were doing hair. She got on the mic, the God mic, when we're doing dress rehearsal. I'm on stage. The first half of this show, it's hair. Okay. I have no pants on. Like I have like a loincloth and a vest. That's my whole costume. She stops the show during the rehearsals while we're doing dress rehearsals. She goes, uh, your legs are distractingly pale. And everybody heard this in the entire, like it, this is a massive, it's an ensemble cast, of like 30 something people. You know what I mean? Your legs are distractingly pale. And I was like, fuck. And so they had to send me like to go get spray tan, you know what I mean? Which I was cool with. Really? I was getting treated like a star. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I mean, it's a big production. They were pale. I'll give it to her. But (laughs) I was also, I was also, they were distracting. But, like, I remember, like, the show, the director was also giving me a hard time. It was, like, one of my first lead roles on a stage at this particular place. So, like, me, I'm a self-identified leader. I will lead. You know what I mean? And, like, you can come after me. I'll take it. But you're not going to come after my castmates. So I I took a lot of the brunt of, like, this director's nastiness. You know what I mean? Cast yeah. direct, or the, the, the costume director was right along there with it. And so one day we said, fuck it. And we, you know, hair is a lot about drugs and the drug revolution while like wars going on with Vietnam and stuff like that. So one night, a lot of us who were stressed out decided to trip on shrooms. And I had one of the best revelations in my life during that moment. Well, one of them was like, you give the energy you receive. You know what I mean? And I'll get to what that means a little bit. That was your revelation? That was my revelation. Because like, all of a sudden I found like, in, in very matter of fact, like in that space, Someone brought up like finger paint or body paint or something like that. And I fell in love with the color blue and I started putting the color blue on stuff. And all of a sudden, like there was just a calming energy anywhere I put anywhere I put blue on. I was just super calm and that person was calm with me or whatever. So when you come back down, you sober up. You know what I mean? I remember the next morning I had an early appointment with costume to try out the new, you know, loincloth and the vest and everything like that. And so I went in nine o'clock that morning for my appointment. And she comes at me again. No, what are you doing? And I just calmly just stared, took a minute. I said, good morning. How are you? (laughs) Just like that. And she was put off. You know what I mean? Like she, she had spun on her axis because what she came at with, what the energy she came at me with, I did not give back to her, right? 
Just Sorry, super did you calm. hear him say she spun on her axis? I just wanted to, I just wanted to highlight sure the that. Fuck did. Because you are bringing the- Bring it around sound. So she, I just remember she like took a step back. She was uncomfortable. She tilted her head and she goes, what's wrong with you? I go, I'm feeling amazing today. What about you? And she goes, oh, I guess I'm fine. And I'm, when I tell you her energy, not just that day, but for the rest of our connection, I became the only motherfucker I think she actually liked. Because like people were looking like, what did you say to her? What did you do to her? Because they would just she notice the interaction the was different. But yo, you, you don't give that, you don't give it back to people when you hold it from them and you don't give them what they want. But I don't think that you withheld it. What it is is that you helped her transmute her energy because she was so stuck in whatever was going on. And that's what happens to a lot of folks. They get stuck in their shit. And then some the person who's stuck in their shit, they try to they're they're trying to discharge it, but really all they're doing is spreading it when they start being assholes to everybody else. And so then if if somebody else receives their assholeness and says, okay, I'm going to take this too. All right, we're going to be stuck in this shit together. Right. Then it perpetuates. But what you did is you said, okay, cool, got it. I'm going to go ahead and shift this into some shit that works for me. Right. And I'm going to give that back to you. And now let's see what happens. Right. And that's like, a you have to be present. You have to be really, really present to be able to do that. And the, most people are not because they're hella distracted. Right. Or they're not coming up down off of shrooms. Also that. Also that. Also that. Do you guys make a? Do you make an extra effort to get to know like the friends, the family, the parents, and stuff like that, or are you just like, listen, I'm here for the relationship with this person, and you know, if they like, I do. I do. I I think I do it more naturally than I do it with like, oh, I have to. Like I like to believe um, I was told I was charismatic, and I like that, so I like to say it now. Um, but that, like, I do have the charisma that asks for positive energy towards me. I don't always get it, but I think I, I like, I just, I draw that out. Sure. And then I'm always me. I like, I'm, I'm very honest. I'm, I, I speak up and I, and I talk about the things that I like to talk about. But also, you gotta, you find a nice mix. Right. Like, not everybody could walk around being this. You have to be charismatic. You have to find that ability to talk to parents, to talk to siblings. Uh, you know, deal with other dudes. You know how easy it is to to have brothers hate you? You know oh, how you fix yeah. that? When they ask you dumbass questions, you give them stupid-ass answers. And they either going to really, they, 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 they wind up giving you respect. Oh, that whole, yo, you and my sister, can you fight? Would you like to go outside and fight me to find out? <laughs> that is like a very right. different... All right. But same oh, scenario but, for what I just said. Like he's like, this is how I train the energy. Different. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, have you never been asked that question, be tight by my by, by brother? So you I know was thinking fight? about that. This is like the first relationship I'm in that where they've had brothers. I feel like. Uh, yeah. So brothers yeah, have never well, been got, a thing. Parents have that. never been a thing, except for one in high school. I was the I was the cheerleader slash mascot at Chambly High School, and uh, I was also a hell of a heckler. <laughs> Hell of a heckler. So many thoughts. And that's fine. I don't care. I'm secure. I don't give a damn. So her (laughs) dad. You better motherfucking say that, Toddy. Her dad knew me as the guy. Because, like, my job was at the softball field. So I'd always hung around for the high school softball games to cheer the ladies on. And me and my buddy would heckle the other team sometimes. So that was how he knew me. And then when I started dating his daughter, his 
his total approach to me was way different. He hated me after that, bro. <laughs> I never saw somebody just look at me with such a scowl every time. But, I yeah, I really haven't had to compete with too much male toxicity in other relationships. But maybe they just ended before we got to that part. Maybe. I, I can't relate um, at all. i mean i do like um you know having the connection with the rest with with some of the folks but i also realize that it it really depends on the nature of the dynamic of my relationship with the person that i'm with because if the relationship may not last the distance me having connection to your friends and family only makes the separation harder right so, um, you know, and that might just be a little toxic trait of mine, IDK, but I do, I've never experienced them not liking me, those who I have met. I, um, like is, I feel like I'm a pretty likable person. I'm pretty humble. Um, I, women, you know, and this is just in general, there's some women who, when they initially meet me, they take my quietness, my introvertedness as standoffishness. And so then I have to... Yeah. And I got to transmute that shit, you know. Because y'all and... bitches clean clack, 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 clack. <laughs> um, But, you know, that's the story of my life now. So I just say, fuck it. And you'll see. You'll either see or you won't see. Because it's going to be your loss if you don't, you know, right. allow yourself to see that I'm pretty cool. But right. outside of that, um, no, yeah. I've, I have not experienced uh, folks hating on the our love. Well, we're not hateable people. That's why we have podcasts because of our charisma. Okay, Brandy. I can't remember the rest of the words. No, they um, make it obvious. Okay. They seem so envious. How dare they talk about our love? Hey, hey, hey come on. Wait, 12 seconds. You got to cut that shit off before they come out asking for money. <laughs> Oof. Oh, my God. Imagine we get a cease and desist from Brandy. Yes. <laughs> Israel was Fucking twisting. Kanye. Yeah, that sounds up. like it wouldn't even be Brandy. It'd be Kanye. It'd be Kanye. Brandy'd be like, off. thanks for remembering my track. Uh, I, I, I don't like the way y'all use my music like that. Uh, it wasn't okay. very kind. Okay. Fine, it's about the family. Get, we got to stay together. Uh, it was, oh, you Go get God. Kanye. I go get Ray J. Bye. Let's do it this. Was, it, was, it was a cover. You know what I'm saying? It was a cover. She was Mrs. Ray J before she was Mrs. West. Wow. I hit it, I hit it, I hit it, I hit it. Wow, wow, wow. Ah, just kidding. Well, that feels pretty solid of a show. I don't really have anything. Nobody learned anything. Actually. <laughs> what? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> This was like one of our most like um, this is one of our deepest conversations. Exactly. I feel like yeah, we really episodes we really, yeah. to date. Yeah, this was great. Nobody learned. Too bad nobody learned anything. Fuck you, be Todd. <laughs> Fuck you, be Todd. I don't learn because I'm <laughs> ignorant. Um, before we this wrap up the show, yeah, uh, Miss CTG, I do believe you have a rather large event coming up. Would you like to tell the people about it? Oh, so. Uh, Look at you. Uh, yeah. What I, I thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Next week, December 
8th and 9th, I am doing a virtual summit called the Total Abundance Summit, uh, because despite how we chitty chat on this podcast, I really am all about raising the vibes and empowering folks. And um, I'm really excited about it. The tickets are on sale right now. Um, I'm actually going to create a code for our Mansers listeners. So if you use coupon code Mansers, you can get... 20% off of either the general access ticket or the premium access ticket. Um, And it's an all day thing. It's virtual. So you can hop in and out inside of the Zoom, come in, listen to folks, step out. And there are replays that will be available as well. So even if you can't attend live, you will be able to enjoy the show. Beautiful. Beautiful. You knocked that one out of the park. I did my best. Niggers. Wonderful, wonderful. We are here to support that. And Did now, Mansers listeners, you can support that as well. Uh, Israel, you got anything you promoting anything before we go? Nothing to promote uh, other than the Mansers pod. Um, no, nothing happening. I mean, I'm getting back into doing, I've been doing some, a little bit more photography this year. So that's a nice thing to get back into. Just, you know, finding that time for me and make and being that selfish with my time so I can have my decompression. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm back into doing photos. So if you need some photo work, uh, hit me up. I just shot an engagement shoot in Central Park. Beautiful Quick question. Day. What was the theme? Uh, niggas <laughs> in love. Niggas in love in Central Park. Any cotton involved? Any chains nah, or shackles? Uh, two Hispanics doing Hispanic things. Okay. It was cool. Uh, we found Don't nice places. Allow us the room to make up in our mind what that is supposed to be. Uh, it's just uh, a chupacabra in the corner uh, and fucking <laughs> some guy named Pancho. Yeah, just running by a chupacabra just <laughs> sipping on oh goat blood with a straw. Yikes! Okay, Do you remember that? Do you remember that thing? I remember chupacabra. Every, they put it on T-shirts, and all they was doing was sucking on goat's blood through mm-hmm. straw. It was fucking hilarious. It's like a, it's like the Sasquatch of Mexico and Central America, but it's uh, like a it was the gigantic... Sasquatch of Puerto Rico, sir. You're getting your Hispanics wrong. That's oh, it's not just in Puerto Rico, though, friend. It's it's no, it's largely Chupacabra a Central was, America thing. The Chupacabra was a Puerto Rican thing. Mm. That's not where I got it from, but uh, who might disagree <laughs> with you? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, as far as myself, I'll just say uh, if you checked the last hey. episode of Power Book 2 Ghost, you might have seen a familiar hairless face. Hey. hey. Chubby baby cop that's man. For. Hey. Um, so that's all I'm going to say. I'm promo that. Uh, side note, the dude who played cop number two was hella ill about playing cop number two to my cop number one. Just kept making passive aggressive digs at me on set all day, but he was a good guy. Um, <laughs> was he a good guy? The fuck is this nigga? We're both cop number and the number after. I was like, because neither one of you had a name, so what's happening? <laughs> you really did. But Holly Weird is funny. Um, anyways, folks, please go check out Miss CTG. Check out Is. Check out your boy. Now he's back on the IG. He's back. They trying right, to say baby. he. We're going to close out with the Nappy Boys. Na- nappy Boys. I shouldn't say that too much. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to follow and subscribe. Leave a review. Share us with your friends. Come on, bitch. Come on, bitch. Bye.
We are the Toxic Podcast for a better tomorrow, and we will see you next week. Oh, sugar over here. Oh, man,